1: Someone says, Amen. Come on, if you believe that, shout aloud, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to bring you uh, a message this morning from the Word of God, guys. And I, I tag this message, Power over Adversity. Power over Adversity. And I want us to turn to the book of Second Corinthians, in chapter 8. 2nd Corinthians in chapter 8. I think we'll read from verse 4 to 9, I think. Let me just check this. 2nd Corinthians in chapter 8. just want to be sure. Yeah, 2nd Corinthians chapter 8. and You can see it. Uh, he says, we are hedged in. <laughs> Does anyone feel like that? <laughs> I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. We are hedged in. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question. Does anyone feel like that right now? He says, we are hedged in. Pressed on every side. Troubled and oppressed in every way. But not clamped. <laughs> Are crushed. We suffer embarrassment and are perplexed and are unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. We are pursued, persecuted, hard driven, but not deserted to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground. I want you. I want you. Get someone to see this carefully. We are struck down. This is in the Bible. So somebody's thinking, what what, 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 what is this apostle doing? He says, We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. I've done this before. I don't place much um claim to this example, but I want to give you this illustration. But I, I as I was praying and I was believing God for this message, this Example came to me and I've used it before. A young woman went to her mother and told her about life and how things are hard for her. She did not know how she was going to make it and wanted to give up. She was tired of fighting and struggling. It seems as one problem was solved, a new one arose and she didn't know what to do. And I feel many of us are like that. So her mother did something. She took her to the kitchen and she filled three pots with water. So she filled three pots with water. When I want to do that, she filled with hot water. And she filled three pots with hot water and she filled three pots with hot water. I hope you can see it. I hope the cameras can pick this up. She filled three pots with hot water. She filled it. She filled it. And then, in, in, in one pot, she, she placed a carrot and it was boiling and in the other pot she placed an egg in there and then in the other pot she put uh, a coffee bean in there and she allowed everything to go on she just allowed it to boil for a while she placed the coffee bean in there she placed the egg in there and she placed the carrot in there. And, and after a while, she took the carrot out and then she took the egg out. I'm not going to put my hands in hot water. And she put the, pulled the egg out and also she left the coffee bean there. And, and, and she turned to her daughter. She said, uh, tell me exactly what you see. She said, she sees a carrot and she sees an egg and she sees... Coffee bean. And, and her mother said, look closer. What, what, what did you see? What did you notice? Uh, uh, the mother then asked the daughter, said, she said, uh, take the carrot. And when she took the carrot, the carrot that went in hard, the carrot was flaccid. The carrot started to uh, shake. It went soft. And then she looked at the egg and she... Said what is in the egg and she told her to peel the egg and she found out that the hard exterior, the fluidity of the egg has suddenly become hard on the outside, soft on the inside. But what was fluid has now become hard. And then she looked at the coffee bean and then she found the coffee chest. ...in the water like that. And, and, and then the next question the mother said is that... Uh, ...which one are you? Are you a carrot? Are you an egg? Or are you a coffee bean? The question I want to ask everyone today is which one am I? Uh, am I the carrot that, that seems strong but with pain and adversity? Do I wilt and become soft and then lose my strength? Am I the egg, am I the egg that starts with a Malibu heart but changes with the heat? Uh, Did I have a fluid spirit but after a death, after a breakup, after a coronavirus, after probably losing my job, probably after a financial hardship and some other trials, have I become now hardened and stiff? Does my shell, does my shell look the same Anymore, do I look the same? But on the inside now, I'm bitter, and I have a stiff spirit, and I've hard in my heart. Or the question is, am I the coffee bean? Uh, uh, the bean actually is different because the bean, I put it inside the hot water, but it didn't allow the hot water to change him he or the coffee bean changed the hot water uh, when the water gets hot then that's when the fragrance and the flavor starts to come out if you're like the bean when things are at their worst you get better and you change the situation around you but the thing I want you to learn this, this morning is that These three elements, they were subject to the same hot water. They were subject to the same elements of life. But one became flaccid, one became soft, one became hard. But one changed their environment. When the hour is darkest and the trials are the greatest, do you actually elevate yourself to the next level? The question is how exactly... Do we handle adversity? Are you the carrot? Are you the egg? Or are you the coffee beans? Because the coffee was able to change the environment in which they were. I want you all to look at it right now. I'm stuck at home. I'm in a situation I don't like right now. I can't go anywhere. I'm getting bored. I'm getting restless. God What is happening? And then many of us, if we're not careful, we fall into depression because we allow the environment to dictate to us who we should be than allowing us to be able to change the environment. So I want to give you three things quickly in how do we handle adversity? How do we handle what we're going through right now? Because we are in times that we've never been before. Somebody asked me the question yesterday night was asking me, so what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? And I said, there is no manual for what I need to do for church. There's no manual. No no one's been through this before. I can only do what I can do best. I can only do what God lays on my heart. And sometimes it may be popular. Sometimes it may be unpopular. But nobody has taught us how to go through this journey before. No one's walked this journey ever in history before. Yes, if it was war... And we saw the enemy. Maybe we'll have a lot of strategies on how to deal with it. If a bomb is coming, maybe we would have some shields. Maybe we'll have a bunker. If, if it was a, a, a financial issue only, maybe we'll know what to do and how to deal with it. If we go back in history, we we'll maybe know how to deal with it. But how do we deal with something that has no boundaries? That no matter how, how, how big your castle is, no matter how small your house is, it can go through any wall. How do you deal with stuff that, even if you've got the best money and the best medical facility, it still is an invisible army that can visit your habitation? How do you deal with such a thing like this? How do you deal with being at home with your children, with your, with your family in a small home, in a small flat? How do you go through this time? How do you deal with the fact that you can't see your mom, you can't see your friends, you can't see your family, you are going through a tough time. How do we deal with adversity? Let me quickly give you this. I hope it will bless you. Number one, don't get confused by the adversity. What did I say? Don't get confused by the adversity. Many people think as Christians, we shouldn't face adversity. If we look at that scripture, one of the funny things I saw about that scripture, he says, he says, we are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. He says that we, we, we are pressed and hedged in on every single side. So the question we want to ask ourselves is, does adversity come to everyone? Yes, it does come to everyone. Don't get confused. As Christians, we will all face adversity. Many people, when they face adversity, you feel that is a lack of faith. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 <clears throat> and verse 14 says, in the day of adversity, be joyful. But in the day, in the, sorry, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider... In the day of prosperity. That means there will be days of prosperity. He says be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider. Listen, the happiest people don't necessarily have the best of everything. But they just make the most of everything that comes along their, along their way. The, the, those who are joyful are not because they have food in the house always. Those who are joyful is not because they have everything all set up. But it's because they just make the best out of everything. Now I'm going to say this and this is going to be controversial. The Bible made these says we are struck down. But we're never defeated. Because I'm facing adversity doesn't mean I lack faith. Listen to me. There's a lot of nonsense that is going out. And we need to be careful as Christians. Don't let, this, don't let fear come upon you. Because someone has the coronavirus doesn't mean that they lack faith. Let's stop the nonsense. It is not a stigma. The virus is not a stigma. stigma. Because someone has it doesn't mean that God is not keeping and is not watching over them. It's just a virus. And by the power of God we will shake it off like Paul shook off the viper. Some will get it, some won't get it. But let's stop looking at each other as Christians and look, putting our ears to the phone and see if someone has got it or if someone hasn't got it. And then we create fear within ourselves and then we go into isolation and don't talk to anyone when you need help. Because they feel that you must have done something wrong because you got the virus. Come on, it's, 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 it's a virus. It hits and it attacks anyone. But the thing that we've got with ourselves... Is that Jesus is our healer. Sometimes God can shield you from the virus. And sometimes God can heal you from the virus. He says, I am the God that heals thee. I am Jehovah Rapha, your healer. Maybe I am speaking to someone who, may have the, who has the challenge with it. He doesn't know what to do, can't speak to anyone because they feel it's a stigma. It's not a stigma. The Bible says we are struck down. Some people are struck down, but they will never give up. You will rise up again. How would you know that he's Jehovah Rapha if you've never been sick before? How would you know he's Jehovah Jireh if you, the Lord who provides, if you have never experienced famine, if you've never lost your job? The fact that I lost my job doesn't mean I lacked faith. It's just because I'm going through a valley right now. But he's still my provider. He says, I'm once young, I'm now old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Let me encourage someone today. Don't fear the virus. Don't let it think look like you, are not, you lack faith. It is not a lack of faith. Let not the devil deceive us. Yes, pastors and everyone will be praying about it. We're praying against it. But it doesn't mean that we should use our prayers to connote fear. The Bible says He's Jehovah, He's the Lord, my shepherd, my shalom, my peace. How would I know that I have the God who is my peace if I haven't been through a storm? How would I know that? How do we claim to something we've never been through before? How do I know if that Jesus can pick me up when I'm about to drown and still say, Why did you lack faith? you almost made it. But still I won't allow you to sink. How would you know. That he is your God. How would you know that he is your I am. If you haven't gone through the valley. Of the shadow of death. Pastor. I don't know, understand what you are saying. Let me, let me emphasize to you. Because in the book of John chapter 9. Verse 1 to 2. And he went along. And he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him. Rabbi. Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened that the works of God may be displayed on him. Nobody sinned. Nobody sinned. And Christians were quick to point fingers at each other because of what we're going through. I didn't have a child for 10 years. That didn't mean I lacked faith. When it was my time, it was my time. When it's my season, it's my season. Don't be confused about the adversity. You may, may have lost your job. You haven't done anything wrong. We're just going through a season. And we're just going through a period. Because we're going through that season and that period. Don't lose faith. Don't start comparing your notes with somebody else. God wants you to come to Him. And He will heal you. The, the three Hebrew boys, they were not saved before they entered into the fire. They were saved when they were in the fire. And many people will say they lacked faith that they couldn't have stopped the fire. Jesus hung on the cross. And they asked him, well, come on man, if you are the son of God, get down from the cross. He had purpose more than trying to show off who he is. He had to die. So that we can claim to the healing that we've got right now. But at that point in time nobody understood who Jesus was or what he was doing. This coronavirus is not unto death. So relax. If you cough, use hot water. If you cough, use lemon. If you cough, use stuff. But don't start looking at yourself and start saying, what have I done? Why has it come upon me? The Lord God will help you and shield you. You lost your job, he will be with you. He will provide for you. Number two, don't reject the lesson of maturity in adversity. Don't reject the lesson. The problem we face and overcome prepares our hearts for the future difficulties. A general is known by the stripes he has received. And the stripes he has received is a testament of the scars that he has found In the battle. The evidence of maturity is the fruit that you produce. Jesus says in John chapter 15 and verse 8. He says, this is how my father shows he who is when you produce grapes. When you produce fruits. When you mature as my disciples. God wants us to grow up. God wants us to grow up. He says, this is my father's glory. That you bear much fruit. Showing yourself to be my disciples. If we go back into our first scripture, we will realize that adversity, adversity was just a place in how they will show that they can mature through this. God didn't save Saul from the adversity. In fact, he was in such adversity that he asked God, God, take this away three times. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. God wanted him to learn the lesson in the adversity. And so I want to tell to to speak to someone today, wherever you are, that the evidence of maturity is the fruit that you produce. What fruit are you producing at home right now? You're at home with your children. What fruit are you producing with them? What fruit are you producing with your wife? Are you beating up your wife? Are you beating up your spouse? Are you angry? Are you slamming the doors? Because for some reason, God Knows how to bring adversity, bring unity, sorry, through adversity. If you don't learn the lesson that God wants us to shut down and come together with each other. And mature from that. And learn that we have so much been separated. Even though we are so much close at home. God wants to teach us the lessons of maturity. God wants to grow us. God wants us to grow up through this adversity. God wants us to mature. Oh, I'm looking for a church that actually suits me. There's no church now. You are the church. There's no church. You either watch online or you don't. You are the church. Now God scattered all of us. God wants us to grow in him. You can't blame the pastor no more. You can't blame the friend no more. You can't blame the counselor. You can't blame the prayer warriors. God wants you to mature. If no more the church Well, miss everyone. Maybe now we'll know the value of the church. Now that we're sitting down at home. Sundays you wake up, oh, I don't feel like this. No, you feel like it, but you can't come. God wants you to grow up. Spiritual maturity begins with having the thoughts of God. When our thinking process is now in line with God's word, we begin to grow into spiritual maturity. Let me tell you, let me give you two things. Mature believers foster an atmosphere of positive change. Mature believers learn how to consult the source of truth found in the Bible. These are people who will meditate on the word of God and then they will become prosperous. Your ability to prosper this season depends on how deep you go in God. <laughs> Many of us are still at home and we are running after message and messengers to help us. <laughs> Mature When believers learn that instead of becoming self-critical, angry or fearful, they can choose to become better rather than bitter from this challenge. Adversity matures us. It promotes innovation. It promotes innovation. God uses this to teach us. God uses us to teach us how we can use one potato and we can cook it in three, four different ways. We can boil it. We can fry it. We can mass it. <laughs> That's what adversity produces. We can have white rice. We can add oil to it and have jollof rice. Or we can have um, 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 uh, 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 ordinary cooking oil and make it into fried rice. My wife can make anything out of nothing. And it's not because of the fact that there's plenty. But sometimes we've gone through periods of uh, adversity. I remember there was a time we didn't have money and all we had at that particular time is talkie. That's all we could buy, talkie, 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 talkie. My wife could make different kinds of recipes out of talkie. Different kinds of recipes out of talkie. I know it's a bit expensive now, but in those days it wasn't that expensive. But we were able to manage, we were able to become creative. Are you creative with what you have? Or are you just blaming the government for every single thing that you have? This is a time when we're creative with our money. I've said this so many times, have a budget, have a budget, have a budget, stick with the budget. Now we can see that God was telling us that there were times that there was seven years of of, of plenty in our homes. Yeah, we didn't budget, we spent money anyhow. This is a time we need to cut down on our luxuries. Avoid wastage. Many people are sitting down at home and I need to encourage you, stop doing this their sales going all over because people can't sell their goods and here you are still on 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 your on your on your on your on your devices and you're buying clothes left right and center guys it's a time to cut down on your luxuries maybe you should sell some of those things that you have and bring some income into your home 10 million households in britain have no savings at all and over 3 million have less than 1500 pounds In their savings. This is a time of maturity. A time where we can rebuild our financial base. Where we start to do things in the way that God wants us to do it. Adversity promotes and prompts innovation. Adversity promotes wisdom. And maturity. Come out on the other side. Better than the way you came in. Adversity. It creates resilience. Resilience. Resilience if you have failed once in a matter, you can come back strong. Please start to recognize that when we read that scripture in second in, in corinthians chapter 8, there was nothing of them saying God took them out of the adversity. He says God taught them through the adversity. I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know if it was from God or if it was from the enemy. And that's not the point. The point is how do we live through this period? And number three, don't let the crisis handle you. Don't let the hacker ha- crisis handle you. People fail in crisis because they allow the crisis to handle them. They become bitter because of the problem. Bitterness enters into their lives, as we saw through these things. he became, This cow became bitter and became soft. The thing that made that egg have a protection, suddenly it lost its protection. Many people are responding to each other with hatred. There are those who are speaking wrong language. Wrong speaking. God, why this? I'm tired. I'm fed up. I hate you. And your children are doing exactly the way you're saying it. Because you're creating a wrong atmosphere. You're allowing the crisis to handle you. People who fail in adversity is because they fall apart, they disintegrate, they give up, they abandon all the good things that even has come across to them. Many people, are, they, they, they backslide. Many people are crying to God, deliver me. They pray, they call the pastor. The prayer has finished all over the place. And they say, yeah, God is not answering them. No, God answers you. But the Bible may declare in Proverbs 24 verse 10, it says, If you faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. God sometimes does not shield us from adversity. He gives us strength in adversity. He's saying, don't let the crisis handle you. We can either let our crisis handle us, or we can let God handle the crisis. You have to have that winner's mentality. Don't Don't be afraid to be confused. Don't be afraid to be confused. Don't be afraid to be confused. Courage withstands fear in facing a challenge and saying, I know how big my God is. We've got to recognise that we are in very different times. Many people are seeking answers all over the place without seeking answer from God Himself. Don't be confused about the adversity. Don't fail to learn the lessons of maturity. He, God can just make you organize yourself with your children. Even with yourself, he could give you creative ideas on what to do. So many of us, we're so used to doing the same thing. That God wants to break us out of that status quo. Break us out of that mold. Many people are going to be billionaires through this. And many people are going to fail woefully through this. It depends on the eye in which you see. It depends on what you look at. Are you going to change it by the coffee? Because it's the same hot water. It is the same situation. It's the same climate. It's the same condition that applies to these three elements. But it depends on how you handle it. And I declare in the name of Jesus that we are coming out strong. And we will succeed because the Lord our God is with us. We will succeed because God is our shield and our refuge, a very present help for us in the time of need. We will succeed because God wants to take you out of where you are. God wants to take you out of that depression. There is no counselor right now. You can't go to any counselor right now. So let's go back to God. Let's go back to Jehovah who says, I am there. I'm your comforter. I'm your helper. I'm your paraclet. I'm the one who, who will come along your side. Let's go back to God. Because if you don't go back to God, those you are running to are also going to God. Don't be confused. No one's going to stop the adversity. But we have the ability to walk even through it and say that we may be hedged in, but we're not pressed down. We we may be struck down, but we're coming out. If you cut the tree, the Bible says, at the scent of the water... The tree will revive again. We are coming back stronger. The church is not going to fail. 2,000 years we've been through this. There's been, there's been persecution amongst persecution. People have risen up against the church. Things have happened against the church, But the church will still stand. You know why? Because the Bible says that it's upon this revelation, upon this rock that I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not be able to overcome it. We will come back stronger. We will come back alive. We will be the light of the The Bible says, eh, 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 "Rise and shine, for your light has come." Now we will want to know those who will rise and who will shine. Relax in God. Let God be your shield and your refuge. But if you do not have Jesus in your life, everything else has failed. Money has failed. The health system has failed. The government is trying their best. But everything is failing. You look into Italy. You look into Spain. You look into all this, They're saying that it is bad. Everyone has failed. But there's someone who will never fail. And that is Jesus. He never fails. Bow your heads. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you've played around so long. And God is calling you right now to say I am your healer I'm your provider we're no more playing church there's no one in church so maybe you're watching me online we're no more playing church there's no one in church now we're reaching you where you are and saying to you it's time this world is passing away and everything within it bow your heads for a second And there are two sets of people who need to pray right now. And the first set of people are those who are saying, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to give your life right now. And as as you do that, by the time we finish this church, if you want to, if you did give your life to Jesus, but you want some counseling, you want some help, there will be some information about the church that will come up there. You can just send a text a whatsapp message to us and we will phone you and we will get back to you but wherever you are I just want you to lift your hands and say Lord Jesus I give my life to you I will not perish but I will accept you as my Lord and Savior I am like the thief on the cross who was able to get salvation save me O oh Lord and help me As I turn my life around to you. And then then the next set of people I want you to pray. And start to say God what do you want to teach me? Calm me down oh God. Calm me down. My husband is not my enemy. My wife is not my enemy. My children are not an irritant to me. Let me learn this lesson of maturity. Let me come out mature. Let me come out more knowledgeable. Let me come out with more wisdom. Let me not despise this time as I look up unto you. Let me come to you. Let me allow you to handle the crisis and let me stop handling the crisis. Let me stop running away from my home. Let me stop running away from my house. Start to say, God, in the name of Jesus, any symptoms of sickness, I'm healed. Abolish fear whether I get it or I don't get it God is still my healer He watches over me I start to pray that God I throw myself into your hands
0: You've been listening to Tai Adashugba Pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church We hope you enjoyed this message For further inquiries visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively call us on 020 7435 3939 You can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle 131 St. John's Way N19 3RQ Archway, London Thank you for listening.